Wisco Dies! Welcome to Wisco Dies. Hey, yo, folks, it's Colby the Most, your host. I have been joined by the one, the only, the Stark Raving Mad himself. How's it going, Brian? Sure thing. Uh, pretty good, I guess. <laughs> long time no see. Long time since we've actually used the studio mics. Yeah, that's for sure. Definitely not in the same studio room, but at least we're using the studio gear. Hey, that's yay, pretty good. Us. <laughs> it's a real deal. Yeah, so it's been a little while, and uh, we've been very busy. Lots of stuff going on. For the most part, both of us have been pretty much straight up nonstop bolt action. So yeah, it's the main thing we've been playing. I have started a little X Wing, I guess, but that's, little X Wing. How's that yeah. game? Uh, I think it's a fun game. I'm really struggling <laughs> trying to play it. Well, I guess it seems to have a little bit of a learning curve. And as far as like what ships are viable and stuff like that, like I'm trying to play what I want to play, and that's ne- not necessarily the best thing to play. So, and I'm playing just against my one friend, and he actually, yeah, I mean, he's been playing a little longer than the few games I've played. So, it's kind of a steep, steep learning, yeah, curve. a steep hill for me to climb <laughs> to figure that out. Sure, but it's it's a pretty fun game. I'm still trying to get a hang of it and not just have complete terrible. Where a game where I die every time. Yeah, I know. I know. The, I used to have X Wing, and those models yeah. from Fantasy Flight were those pre-painted X Wings and mm-hmm. and Tie Fighters and stuff. The, those were super awesome models. So I just couldn't. I just didn't have the time and couldn't find people to play with me regularly. So yeah, I, I sold it all off. I think there's a little group at Pegasus that I've seen on Mondays when I've been there for Age of Sigmar, but otherwise i've really just been playing my friend we were almost going to go to a tournament at black dog or at least he was trying to talk me into it but then he decided he wasn't going to go either so just been playing him he like has like a whole collection so i've been primarily using his stuff but i did buy the force awakens starter set and an x-wing expansion and then when we won the tournament at black dog for bolt action i used my winnings to get a interceptor while i was there so I have very a little cool. bit of a collection going already, but very nice, very cool. Well, it seems awesome. pretty cheap when you're coming from like Games Workshop territory too. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know, most anything does. I mean, look at <laughs> this actually, like, woohoo! Yeah, I got a whole army, and it was a hundred dollars. Uh huh. You know, so yeah, with a little internet, it makes me a lot more willing to spend on <laughs> stuff yeah. like that where it doesn't take a lot to get into it. So, so yeah, no, definitely. So. I think on today's episode, we're going to talk largely about bolt action, a lot of tournament play that Brian and I have been doing lately to be involved in that community. So, mm-hmm. it's going to be, you know, we talked last time that the show is going to go a different little bit of route than what we have done previously. We're going to talk a lot more about what we're playing, and we've been playing a lot of stuff. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So, with that, we'll go ahead and, and kind of get into our main topic, which is all the bolt action we've been playing, because I think that's... In all of the events we've been doing, so mm-hmm. uh, you already talked about your X-wing, kind of getting into getting into that and, yep. and getting started. If uh, just kind of for our listeners here, you know, we both have a little bit of X-wing experience. So X-wing is a tabletop miniatures game from Fantasy Flight Games. Uh, it's all pre-painted models, which is really nice. The models are very nice, well done pre-painted. I've seen people repaint them, yeah, but they're really nice right out of the box. Like you can, it's not. It's not other games that have had pre-painted miniatures in the yeah, past. Which it's is, way better than like Hero Clicks kind of yeah. style. It's definitely pretty decent. It's not a WizKids level yeah. pre-painted miniature. It's a really high quality pre-painted, mini- pre-painted miniature. I know a lot of people that just buy those miniatures and collect them and put them on their shelf. Yep, that's kind of what my friend was doing. It's like he was just buying stuff to sit on the shelf more so and he wasn't even using them that much. And there's still ships he has in his collection that he hasn't even actually flown on the table yet. <laughs> but they're just cool to look at. So 
How do you get started with the game, Brian? Uh, well, they have two core sets or whatever, starter sets or whatever they call them now. There's a newer one for The Force Awakens, and then there's the original starter set. Both those come with uh, tie fight, two TIE Fighters and then an X-Wing, whether it's the new T-70 in The Force Awakens box or uh, the First Order TIEs are in that Force Awakens box as well. But if you get one of those boxes, you have everything you need to play a game, essentially. Uh, I guess you would want a few more ships. Usually you play like around 100 points, so all the ships and upgrades and stuff are pointed out but uh that starter box gives you dice and all the templates you need and after that you're pretty much set besides expanding your collection yep, so. and, and it is special dice it's they're eight, using eight-sided dice but there's special yep. symbols on the dice symbols on the dice side on the sides of the dice this you don't have a tape measure or anything like that it nope plays it's all with, those templates you know plays all templates and then it plays typically on a three by three play mat so you can play yep. on your kitchen table or you know a bar or a normal game store table without too much fuss. There's a lot of cool mats and stuff out there that you can have for nice backgrounds. But yep. it makes it a nice, easy setup, easy tear down. You don't have to a lot of a lot of time investment into the game, so it's a really cool game. Yeah, there's no like terrain or anything really. Like the sets come with some asteroid debris kind of things you put out, and that's really the only other thing on the table. So you can really play on a blank table if you want and just have the area mapped out, and that's all you need to get going. So. No. Coming from Adepticon, I did see them playing the Trench Star Wars Trench. I have Death Star, heard of that thing, and, and it was sounds huge. pretty awesome. <laughs> like yeah. it was huge. I mean, everything in Adepticon, people bring out the the, the best the of stuff. whatever they have in their collections and the best stuff. But this thing was probably probably ten fifteen feet long. It was really fun. It would have been I, if I would have been really fun to play on. Yeah, it. it seems pretty cool. I don't. I haven't really looked into how they actually play that game out, but I've seen pictures of it, and it looks pretty awesome. So. <laughs> So, I mean, you can get really involved and do some really cool stuff, too, from a terrain and thematic recap yeah, sure. of those movie themes and, uh, that were so fun and, and neat. So that's X-Wing. That's our little, mm-hmm. I guess, a gaming spotlight on, on X-Wing sure. since uh, <laughs> we was kind of talked about and interesting. So let's go ahead and get on to bolt action. So there are a couple of major, well, let's get on to bolt action, the team tournament that we played at uh, Black Dog in rockford yep that was a couple weeks ago i think three weeks ago uh, yeah like three weeks ago right before the week before i think it was a weekend before adepticon or two weekends before two weekends i think so and it was using the adepticon rules pack for the team tournament scenario setup so yep uh 800 dice or 800 points per (laughs) player yeah 800 dice holy (laughs) cow um with eight order dice max per player yep that was a little I felt like it was a little kind of different build, uh, trying to make eight order dice at for eight hundred points. I felt it was a little slim, and then on the order dice side for that many points. And then a couple other little tweaks to their rules. Um, they didn't normally with it's a tr- in bolt action. It's a true line of sight game. Yeah. So one of the problems you have is like nobody models forests like they would truly be modeled on the table. So uh-huh. um, we treated all or they in the Adepticon's rules pack they used. Um, forests were treated as smoke, which yep. added a whole another level of interesting to the game. Of course, we kind of messed that up in our first game, but yeah, we didn't. We forgot about that completely. The first game it would have changed that a bit. There were a couple of other significant changes, and I'm just going to point out one major change to um, that did come up at Adepticon was with Recky. Um, yeah. So with the Recky order, if you were in ambush, they could not Recky away from it. Oh yeah. So that was kind of a major thing too. So that was, hmm. um, but we, that was not in the rules pack we were using at this tournament. Just kind of no, mentioned major, major Adepticon rules pack changes, um, because it would apply to the nationals event that I played at Adepticon as well. 
Um, so we we got there. Um, I think it started at eleven o'clock at Black Dog. Uh, something about that. We yeah. didn't start like right at that time, but that's about when yeah. we got there. I think. So yeah, I think we got there a little earlier than that. A little bit, yeah. But uh, and then of course we ended up playing the ringer for round one. Yep, we had to wait a little bit for him to call. I think somebody bailed on him, and then he had to kind of get a backup ringer to yeah. show up. So we had to wait around a little bit. Everybody walked by our table. Yeah, <laughs> nobody wanted to take on the American Soviet Alliance, the East meets West. <laughs> um, but uh, and then rightfully so. Um, apparently, apparently, uh, but uh, yeah. So he played. He just basically put down on the table on whatever um, sixteen hundred points of Germans. Yeah, he just kind of put something together with what he had real quick and yeah, just to kind of get going. Wasn't necessarily the best list or anything like that. And and then we messed up the. It was a heavily forested table. That was, was about the only thing out there. Table, yeah, <laughs> and so some little bunkers. Yeah, missing the smoke rules for the. Forests really just allowed our artillery mm-hmm. and air observers just to just destroy Germans as they had to come across the table and attack us. Yeah, I don't remember what the breakthrough or something. I think that scenario is called. Yeah. I don't remember, but yeah, he had to trek the across the table through no terrain essentially. So it wasn't so good. easy win. We got a max win, max max kill points, and uh, went on to round two. Um, nice guy, you know, played through a tough situation and yeah. and. Uh, you know, let us have an opportunity to play, especially since we drove in from an hour out. Mm-hmm. Um, round two, though, we played. Um, what was round two? We played that was the, the double Americans. Yeah, like, double like, Americans, like was, Rangers and some Marines. Was, I think. Yep, Rangers and Marines. I think it was. And you remember much about what the scenario was? Uh, that was I don't remember the name of it. Demolition, I think, where you each have a base on either side, and yeah, then you're I trying so. to end a turn in base contact to destroy it. And yeah. Then if you destroy the base and yours is still good, then you win. Otherwise, it's a loser draw, depending on... Yep. And we ended up drawing this game because of time. Yeah, we really did. I think we played through three turns at most, if I remember right. And we actually had somebody on their base at the end of that, but uh, managed to get killed off. So, yeah, a short game. <laughs> we, we Well, and we rushed trying to get somebody on their base just yeah, to try to... Just to, just to kind of try to... See if you know put them in the put them in the chance to the you know not to walk away from the turn and just go okay well that's a draw you know we force them to you know have to focus their forces to try to fight us get us off of it and and we still had a chance if they would have rolled poorly or something like that we could have snuck yeah out we could have snuck it I don't know how we got so behind in that game but it did seem to go slower definitely having two people per side it was a little yeah more talking or more decision I guess to getting getting through get stuff moved. turns were was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it was more you, dice than usual, like two, I guess, 16 yeah. is quite a lot of dice. Well, 16 dice, yes and no, but I That's think it was, higher side. it was more like, okay, I got this dice, what do you need me to do? Yeah, you know, it was always that. that, like, kind of, there wasn't just, okay, you get a dice and you know what you want to do and you just do it. Yep. Even if it's wrong, you just do it. It was always, well, what do you want to do and talking with your teammate? So that kind of slowed things down. So yeah, and all the games were kind of that way where, you know... It took a while to get through because then we got to the final game and and that one they just basically took the time cap off and let us play and let it play until the end. Yeah, I think we still didn't we still end like a turn early or something. Well, like we that rolled to have an additional turn and we all agreed at the table like just it's not going to change. They all sure. come here. We're done. Yeah, we're tired. We want to drive home. Yeah, it was getting pretty late at that point. I don't remember. It was probably almost seven or something. And in the final game, we played the double was Japanese. A list. whole bunch of Japanese. I think wasn't it a tank war platoon? Uh, tank war and an infantry, and an infantry platoon. platoon yeah. So that was a pretty 
interesting matchup. I had never seen the Japanese on the table before, so it was so, completely different for me. So what do you think about the Japanese? Uh, it was interesting. I don't think I saw a lot in our game. I know they're usually supposed to have a ton of infantry that just kind of bum rush you and kill you in combat, but they never actually quite got there with the infantry. Yeah, but you did have the one combat with the infantry, so... Oh, I guess I did have some of that. I think they're all fanatic or whatever, where they just keep fighting until they're dead, and I think that lost me some of the combats Yeah, where, where I tried that once, and then I'm like, oh, I guess you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you assaulted, and I'm like, I'll let him do it, I'll let him do it, because, you know... And it yeah. was a max attrition game, too, so, yeah, you know... Yeah, so it wasn't the best But we idea. were... We were up by like two, three dice the whole time, so it wasn't like we were losing a whole lot. Yeah, we were up quite a bit at the beginning, and then I think I started playing a little just to make things interesting kind of thing. I mean, we could have sat there and, you know, yeah, a little more defensive or something and just held on to our win, but I think I started being a little more aggressive just to make it interesting. So, anyways, uh, as a team, we walked away from, from that... With being undefeated, so also puts my Soviets now in a completely undefeated (laughs) setup for tournament play up to this point. I guess I am technically too, since it was my first bolt action tournament. Totally. And my dudes were all fully painted. I don't know if I've talked about that on the cast. Yeah. I know. I think I I I had them painted last time, but I had all their bases finished and everything all ready for this tournament. First time ever. Completed. U.S. Bolt Action Army. So. First time ever, Brian, his own army, on the table, in a tournament, fully mm-hmm. painted. Pretty exciting. That was pretty cool. Lots of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> we ended up uh, getting to, you know, we knew since we didn't lose a game, we were probably in the running for something. Yep. And they were doing first, second, and third overall. But I guess first, second, or third, there was, you know, on battle points, there was no yep. overall. So first, second, third in the in the tournament. Or we ended up winning this. Yep. Taking first place by he ended up calculating there were there was like a three way tie for first place or something. Yeah, I think it was like a win loss thing, but then we also had to keep track of like points lost or something yeah. like that. I, I or think the first point and spread. second were, de- were determined by how many points we had killed. Yep. And then third, I think because we beat the team that was in third, I think something like that. I think the Japanese team got the third. Ah. Yeah, I think it was. I don't really remember who the other people were. I was just interested in getting out of there at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it was so. getting pretty late. I know it was really close going into that last round, and a lot of it kind of came down to how many points each team scored. So yeah, so just give a store credit, which I get. I picked up uh, the new Rubicon Opal Blitz for uh, the Germans. Holy cow! There's some thunder. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's uh, thunderstorming today. Um, but yeah, I picked up the Opal, the Rubicon Opal Blitz, which uh, hopefully I'll be able to... I've done the Warlord ones, which are resin kits in there, and mm-hmm. so I'm really excited to do this plastic one. And this will give me a third German truck for my Germans, which, yeah. with another major announcement that came out just after Adepticon, Bolt Action 2.0 is now officially announced for this officially fall. Officially announced, and um, Germans 2.0. Yep, and Germans 2.0, which is really exciting because every I think almost the entire community com- agrees, especially on the Axis side, um, Germany, there, there are only two Axis armies, and there's only really one German or one Axis major power in the European theater, yep. which is Germany, and they suffer a little bit from that first book syndrome. So something um, like that. Seeing them get a 2.0 book, hopefully adjust some of the balance with their book, make them a little bit better, and and depending on what you see in 2.0, apparently they've included all of the FAQs, so it's pretty much the same game as before. Yep. And then they've taken some feedback from the community so to try to improve the rule set. So it's not going to be a major change in the rules. It's just going to be uh, a 
a, a retake on what bolt action is, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. I don't have to go for worry about this going like in Warhammer when we went from fifth uh, edition to sixth edition, or when you went from seventh edition to eighth edition. Yeah, the massive like differences in the game. Like, yeah, sure, the profiles were still the same, but the game played fundamentally mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Otherwise, all the books are staying the same too. The other army yep. books, just the new German one. Uh, did you remember what time? When's that supposed to come out? Uh, I don't remember. They, it said uh, fall. Just they did year. not say okay. exactly when. So probably either a late Q3, like in August, September, or I guess September, uh, September, October, November, November, yeah. or uh, early Q4, I would think. Um, so that's pretty exciting, though. Yeah, very exciting. Very exciting news for us bolt action players. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Then that's our news, by the way, folks, because we're <laughs> completely disorganized today. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so then we went on to Adepti, or I or went on you to went Adepticon. On. Yeah. Um, you, uh, actually, I should should note, I think uh, next year we're both going to do Adepticon if things work out. Yeah, uh, it definitely seemed good. I mean, somebody um, has to beat you for that top spot, right? So. Well, we're, I guess, letting the cat <laughs> oh, out of the bag here. I guess here, if but, we're going to do the t- Nationals but, uh, or the team tournament, who knows? But, uh, yeah, so definitely, I think from, from just a... So they have a... At, at Adepticon, they always have the team tournament for, for uh, bolt action. It's just a one-day, three-round event. And so we walked away from this having so much fun that we were going to do a team tournament, or we're going to do a team uh, army for next year. Really what that means is Ben's going to do an army and Brian gets to <laughs> reuse his Americans, which is cool. Like, But I'm going to do something that matches your basing scheme. And, yeah, we'll have to figure or, out that. Or I'm just going to recruit you to do my bases, um, <laughs> and then I'll glue my models to them. And then I'm going to do either, I think, uh, British commandos or if I can... Um, or if I can find something that I, Australians I can do, like uh, if I can find a place where the Australians fought in like the European mm-hmm. theater, I know they fought in Africa, but I don't, I couldn't find a lot of history so far on that supports their fighting in the European theater. Maybe a little bit in Italy, which then I could justify matching your bases. Yeah, possibly. I guess we'd have to look into all that. I'll I'll do the looking. It's it's going to be fun. I like doing that research. Sure. Um. And then uh. Uh, also with Adepticon then this year was U.S. Bolt Action Nationals, which they've yep, yep. done like U.K. Nationals before, I believe, and some other other countries have had na- uh, Nationals events. I mean, I think the U.S. even had Nationals events, but they were like on the East Coast or something before. So this is the first time like in the Midwest at a major event like this where you had a Warlord officially running and their Warlord-sanctioned Bolt Action event. So I, th- I think there were... 41 total players and then a ringer that showed up Saturday. And then I think the, I, if I, if I understood right, one guy had to drop going into Sunday. Um, and he felt from my understanding, he felt really bad from the event perspective, super awesome event, had a ton of fun, lots of fun. I had five great opponents. I'm not going to get too much into detail on the games, but I played uh, a guy by the name of Mills round one. He played Finns really fluffy themed list um he actually took unlike a lot of fin lists where you take a lot of the really good infantry and stuff like that and like there's infantry that when they put in outflank can come up from the behind you on your board on your oh, really? board edge wow. <laughs> which apparently i didn't have a clue i'm like well so what's this thing do you know what's this do i've played fins once before but i really didn't know the army and i knew they're supposed to be kind of tough you know having listened to some podcasts and stuff so i did ask a lot of questions but he had a um, he also had a captured T-34 and another captured other Soviet vehicle, which are unreliable. 
oh, which yeah. is really kind of fluffy and thematic. You know, was not a competitive choice at all. Um, fun, fun game. Um, I got a couple, like a, my anti-tank tank rifle got a really lucky shot on his armored car oh, really? and took it out. Like, a, hey, I need to roll a six. Now I need to roll another six. Now I need to roll another six. <laughs> Boom! Uh, take it off. <laughs> <laughs> I flamethrowered his team T-34, so that put it out of action. And, and my T-34 didn't do a whole lot, but yeah, it was it was a fun game. It was a lot of fun. Guy, just awesome to talk to. Um, second second name I played, or second game I played, against, by a guy, yeah, I played against a guy by the name of Vilmont. Um, Sean and uh, Sean played Brits, um, and we played on kind of a Stalingrad themed, you know, broken ruined city kind of theme table. So that was kind of cool. My army fit in, looked nice. Um, it was an attacker defender where I had to defend three points. Oh, we ended up fighting to a draw. I think part of the reason it ended up being a draw because it was a win. We didn't get through. This is one of the games where I didn't get. We didn't get through all the turns, um, and. Uh, by the way, Sean has got a YouTube channel. It's uh, he's Wahoo Warrior on YouTube, so you can actually watch his line of thought. He took video of the game, so you can right. actually watch his line of thought of me playing against him in round two. And I'll probably put that actually up the link to that in my show notes here for this episode. So, because mm-hmm. um, that's one of the few games that you can see of my gameplay. Um, but I ended up fighting a draw, and I think that at the end um, they call it like the last ten minutes and. I think we were pretty close to the start of a turn or we we're just going to start a turn at that point. And I really wanted, I'm like, we should stop now because trying to rush through turns and, and order dice isn't, you know, isn't going to be. And he's like, no, I got a chance to, to beat you. And I'm like, I don't see it, but whatever. And so <laughs> because we rushed it, I made a couple of moves that I probably shouldn't have and, because I didn't think through what I was doing sure. and ended up getting a draw instead of a win. Hmm. So... That kind of irked me a little bit, um, yeah, too bad. but I had a lot of fun playing him. And Sean was a really nice guy. I've actually friended him on Facebook, and I've watched his videos, and I've started actually watching some of his other videos. It's uh, you know, from a bolt action perspective, one of the better battle reports I've watched for bolt action has been watching him because he doesn't he shows the entire battle. He just speeds it up in really high, free, sure. uh, really high, really high speed, so that you can get through a whole battle in like forty minute YouTube video. And he just kind of comments, he, on and him. then he comments on his on his thoughts throughout it. Um, I think it was Paul or something like that. This is his last name in round three. And I, I'm sorry, I can't read my handwriting here on, <laughs> on when I jotted down your name. He was uh, one of the only players I think I played for the weekend, or he was the only American player that I played for the weekend. Oh, really? It was a Pacific the- themed table with like a installation and stuff like that, and some thatched huts and stuff. It was a really cool table. One of the, one of the nicer tables I got to play on for the weekend. Was there a lot of cool terrain in the yeah, bolt there action was, tournament? Yeah. A lot of really cool terrain. And you can I put up on our blog today uh, a picture uh, all of my a link to collection. my photo, all the photos <laughs> I took from Adepticon. And I took a lot of pictures of the tables, especially some of the cooler tables. A lot of the cool tables that were there last year came back this year. Cool. Um, so yeah, a lot of really cool tables, a lot of really cool terrain. Paul played Americans and he had a T, uh, he had a Sherman, and he had an MA Greyhound, a Greyhound, and basically it was we had like little diagonal zones, and it was you had to get more units in your opponent's diagonal zone than they got in your diagonal zone, and <laughs> that was how you determine win or loss. It was kind of a unique scenario, not one of the book scenarios at all. He basically pressed everything at me and didn't try to defend his zone at all which either meant I had to try to defend or I had to and, and keep him out or 
I had to try to press. So I, I did a split approach, hoping that at least my Soviet numbers, because this is one of the other games where I had, this is the second game for the day where I had more order dice than my opponent too. Oh, yeah. So I, w- I had like four or five more order dice than my wow. opponent. So I'm like, okay, I've got the additional order dice. I should be able to, you know, the, ex- the extra activations should work out in my favor. And I actually, and they did, and ultimately did, because he had two half tracks loaded with like infantry, and then he had the like the Sherman that he tried to bring up. And the only thing he used left in defense was basically his his, his uh, scout car, the M8, the Greyhound, hmm. and uh, one unit of Marines, which were like the, what he had to put on the table at the beginning, which I or one unit of infantry, which I shot uh, <laughs> pretty good. Um, I don't think I ever took them completely off the table, but they were. They were down. down to like one or two guys yeah. and four or five pins. And all of his infantry was vet like everywhere. Oh, yeah. um, he was basically like, we, we, we kind of joke about this, $100 armies, but he basically <laughs> had, okay, he went out and bought the $100, oh, I think it's $120 now, starter set for the Americans. Something like that. Had that and then bought a Greyhound and that was it. That was his entire army. It's pretty cool though. You know, yeah, yeah. So he probably spent, and if he bought it online or whatever, he probably spent... Uh, you know, bought a hundred bucks for all that, you know, mm-hmm. after discount on, you know, 20% or 25% discounts. Cool game. I did pin out like his great, uh, his, I pinned out one of his half tracks was loaded with infantry. So pinned both units out, really? take wow. it off. I couldn't, I couldn't kill it, but I could, since open top, <laughs> I could put pins on it. Yeah. So I was just put a lot of small arm fire and I had, I had so many little itty bitty units that all of a sudden that, fa- that factored in and he couldn't make order checks. It just kind of got stuck. And, huh. I just shot it up, pin, 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 take it off, and then uh, his other half track. He got a bunch. I had did the same thing too, and had and he failed like an order check, and it had to back up. You know, he went down. Yep. Oh, hey, went down. You got to back that thing up. Now it's so far off, so far out of the way that unless he makes an order check and a run move on the following turn, he couldn't get it in. Jeez. Time game over. Ben, Ben win. Got a minor <laughs> win there. So that's that's uh so now I've got a major victory because I beat the Finns. I got a draw and a minor win. So I'm feeling pretty good first day. I'm, I went in this whole thing wanting two wins. Like, already hey, I've already achieved everything <laughs> I wanted out of this event. A bunch of people complimented me on my army. Had this really cool display, some thought out background, and all sorts of stuff. Not one step back. That was my my Soviet Stalingrad <laughs> theme. So going in, you know, I I went back to the hotel that night. I didn't. Didn't spend much time at Adepticon that night. I wanted to. I was tired, um, sore. I just went home, or I went to the hotel, crashed out. Got a got a great deep dish pizza. Relaxed. <laughs> talked to the girlfriend for a while. It was good. Um, got some sleep. Unfortunately, I did not sleep very well that night. And I got up the next day, and I was tired and really sore. Ugh. And so I went. It, what it ended up meaning is I did not play very good bolt action the next day. Sure. And now I didn't lose any games on on Sunday, but I did not play very good bolt action. I made some major mistakes that I really kicked myself for. So um, I started the day playing against a guy by the name of Kevin. And Kevin was is really cool, and he used playing uh, Brits. And so now I've gotten to play against Brits twice yeah. this weekend. And I've never get to play them. I like I've never played them pretty much before. So I was a little bit familiar with their army special rules, and he had a little bit different army special rule than than Sean the day before. So okay, playing this game, and I don't even remember what the scenario was, but the key thing that I remember is that he had a a uh, some kind of recce car tank something. I think it was a recce car with a couple of MMGs, and I had a uh, my howitzer and my mortar kind of set up together, kind of far off the table. And I have my anti-tank rifle kind of over there, and I'm like, oh, well, I'll take a pop shot at his recce vehicle. 
dumbest thing ever because I completely forgot you can move forward with the recce move. So all of a sudden, I basically gave him an extra, I don't know, 12-inch move towards my field artillery that was ranging in on his stuff kind of near the center board because I think the objective was like capture the or I had to defend the center, keep him from getting oh, that one? getting into the center. Yeah. He wreckied towards me, and now he was able to take out my, my field artillery which would have been highly essential in the mass killing field to have maybe one or two more turns of ranging in and killing things sure. before before he, especially since that, that turn, the following turn when he wrecked forward, my mortar did actually, I rolled a six and hit a unit. And then I would, and then they were pinned and failed to check the next turn, but then I couldn't make the command check to activate the mortar because <laughs> I had to, you know, inexperienced and a pin or two on it and yeah. down, down to one guy left. They just could not pass order checks. Yeah, uh, really fun game. We ended ended in a draw. Story of my weekend ended in a draw. <laughs> a lot of bolt action games end in a draw. They do, but I should have another game. I should have won in another game. They can't again. That did not. We did, we were at five turns. They come back and they say ten minutes, and we're like, we both talk about it. And we're like, there's no way this game's going to turn out in anything other than a draw. And then he looks at the table a little bit. and He's like, oh, let's push through. I think I might have a chance <laughs> to to get the win. And I'm like. <sighs> I just did this yesterday. I really don't want to do this. Okay, I don't want to be a. I don't want to be that guy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So ham- plus plus at that point we're getting ready for lunch and apparently there was a player's choice vote and so here ten minutes before the round I could have been setting up my army as people are coming around trying to do players' choice votes and I knew my army was one of the better armies there. Sure, it wasn't the in my opinion definitely not the best. It was like fourth or I would think it was in the top five, but not the best army. But hey, I wanted to try to get those player choice player mm-hmm. choice votes, and uh, so then yeah, I probably missed five, six, seven people just because I didn't have my army set up. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, at least looking at it, whatever it, it is, what it is. But let's play played through this, played through that last turn, and as it resulted, it was a draw still. But moral of the story, one of my morals for the story is. Don't try to rush through last turns because again, I almost did something boneheaded that would have lost me the six. game. Yeah. And if I would have if 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 I wouldn't have got one order dice, he would have won because he the to did come by and say dice down. Oh yeah, and it just happened to be right after I <laughs> final finished finished the last critical move I had to to contest the objective in the center. Yikes! So yeah, yeah, it was a big yikes. Um, I could have lost that game pretty easily, but then I played against uh, round five. I played against a guy playing uh, early war pools with three units of ten Polish lancers, mm. lots of cavalry now. Cavalry is really strong in the bolt action game, so or can be. It's because it, it gets doubly attack dice on assaults, which is can be incredibly brutal. And because because assaults are, as we know, are very brutal. And so I was a little worried about it, but and cavalry get the recce roll, so they can recce and turn and all sorts of crazy stuff away if they get like assaulted or shot mm-hmm. at. So I'm like, okay, I will. Take this on, and um, I will use some ambush because you couldn't recce away from an ambush. And focused fire got pins. Oh my god! I'm gonna focus almost all of my small arms fire at these cavalry because that they were all regular cavalry, so there was no veterans. They were dying on fours. I'm just gonna focus fire a lot of fire on these guys. Try to use the fact that I have a lot more order dice than he does to be able to put additional pins on squads and try to knock slow down the front units. And that's exactly what I did. I got a couple of lucky rolls early and actually started decimating a couple of those. I think one time 
I had a unit of guards with an LMG, so it's like 12 shots, and they're like fours to hit. I roll like seven or eight hits, and then I got like <laughs> five kills out of it, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where these dice have been all weekend, but apparently they don't... Apparently my, my Soviets, true to history, do not like Polish. <laughs> so... Uh, the end result of the game was a, a draw, though, unfortunately, because it was a max attrition style game. So mm-hmm. we counted the number of order dice that we have at the end. And I lost eight order dice because at that point I killed pretty much everything. I got his heavy howitzer with my howitzer. I got his mortar with my mortar. I killed all three units of, of cavalry. He basically had nothing left but a couple of chimpy squads of 10-man ten, uh, infantry and, a, and a, his, his lieutenant and a sniper. And that sniper then proceeded to pick off my sniper, then proceeded <laughs> to pick off an MMG team. All of these, I could have just taken their activations, walked them out of the buildings, and stood them behind the building that they were in, and have been just fine. Yeah. Just fine. Oh, just boneheaded little thing. And that would have been, if I would have protected one of those order dice, I would have scored the win. Mm-hmm. So just another little boneheaded move from being tired, being sore. Plus, at this point, I didn't think I was in the running. So oh, like, really? so I was playing like a normal bolt action game. I wasn't playing a let's play for a win. Uh-huh. I didn't even think I was going to get best of my best of my uh, allies um, and best of allies because I figured there were two people that were ahead of me um, at this point because I did not have a strong win loss record. I've only won two games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, crazy thing happens. So for overall, let's call up our winner, Ben Cohn. What? <laughs> What are you talking about? Like, what? Did you, did you repeat that? Because I think you got the name wrong. You better recheck your scoring because uh, I won two games this whole weekend. But apparently <laughs> soft score, my soft scores were strong enough. And I haven't looked. I haven't seen the final scoring for the Bolt Action Nationals up to this point. I was going to email him and ask him if he'd send them to me um, or if he was going to post them to the Adepticon website. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, <clears throat> he did offer to let people see their scoring afterwards. Um but uh, yeah, that was a it was a fun tournament, a lot of fun. Just you know, I, I think some of that, you know, probably some of the soft scoring. So there was a lot of sports scoring involved there. I think a lot of that was probably due yes. to the fact that I wasn't beating people; I yeah. was drawing them and letting and those extra lose. turns through. And stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, letting letting people have those extra turn that extra turn quick to try to try to get get back their result. I think that probably more than anything probably helped equal some. Some positive scoring in my favor. I don't know. I mean, must have helped. Though. I think so. But I had a, I had a, I had a blast. And and what more should should note is that since uh, more often than not, when we play, you're usually the one beating me, or I'm barely eking out a draw against you. Eh. Just think of what you could do at Adepticon Bolt Action Nationals next year. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You do draw me a lot, though. I feel like I'm not good at getting those wins. It's it's matchups too. It's matchup based though a lot. Right? I suppose. So, yeah. I mean, I got the right matchups with the right scenarios, and I mean, a, a couple of dice rolls one way or the other, and maybe I don't get a draw, or or if he would have called time like, you know, five minutes, uh, two minutes earlier, and that one, in round four, I would have lost. I would have yep. had to count it as a loss, even though if there's you know if we would have played out the full turn, there's no way it would have been a loss. So the stars aligned. Yeah, everything just ended <laughs> up being perfect. Um, and yeah, I got my first major tournament victory pretty in cool. pretty much any system. I, yeah. I think of it as a major tournament victory. Yeah. I've won I've won Warhammer tournaments before, but mm-hmm. nothing at this size. 
but yeah, you got a huge trophy and a huge medal and yeah, and a huge uh, prize. <laughs> yeah, and a box of Americans. Yay! Uh, so I got the starter box for the uh, American Army. So I've been actually doing a little research trying to figure out if uh you know what I can do with it. You know, nobody makes a a uh, twenty eight mil uh, or one fifty sixth uh, scale duck. Oh uh, yeah, I looked. I've never looked, seen those. <laughs> I looked and looked and looked, and people are scratch building them. But nobody makes one. It's an out valid option in the United States Army book. So Warlord Games, if you're listening to this, your U.S. Bolt Action Nationals champion <laughs> is begging you now to make a duck, <laughs> so he can ducks. put one in his army. Because I'd love the theme, like a, 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 a like an Italy invasion force or a D-Day invasion force with some ducks. Hmm. I think that would be cool, and I could do like my basing and stuff. I was like, that would be cool, and I would really like to do that. Like I do first infantry. The American First Infantry and and have them with some ducks and whatever because well we have ducks up in the Dells and I've lived in the Dells yeah. so I've ridden in them uh, I've taken the, the the little duck tours that they have on the Wisconsin River it's you know so there's a kind of an attachment to that vehicle not <laughs> that I need that vehicle for you know gameplay perspective but it's the the kind of the personal attachment to it that sure. I, I have so that was cool um what other things that I do at, at uh, Adepticon so. Uh, Friday night, um, or Friday, let's just kind of, so set, Thursday night I just got there and kind of hung out and talked to people. Friday I got, I went, and this year I did just seminars Friday. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't plan any competitive events. So I did a, it's, first I did a airbrushing, um, airbrushing master class with, and this is where everybody that's an infinity nerd is going to go, oh my God, you don't know his guy, this guy's name, but he's um, <laughs> he's the guy that does all the airbrushing work for most of the studio infinity models you see in, in pictures. He's, he's brilliant. He, he really does amazing work. And uh, being able to, I, and, and I didn't even realize that. I just saw airbrushing masterclass. I needed it to up my skills. Let's I'm going to take this class. Come to find out, it was one of the most in-demand classes for people to get into oh, yeah. at Adepticon. Is what I heard, and people were on like a huge wait list. And here I am going in this class, and I don't even know who this guy is really. <laughs> but he was really good, and and he had a translator there because he didn't speak very good English. He's from Spain. Oh really? Um, yeah. Um, but uh, I I picked up a ton. It made me realize really fast that my airbrush sucks. Uh, <laughs> Because they had a bunch there for everybody yeah. to use then. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yep. It was a, a, a full class where you got to actually practice and, and do some techniques. And I actually have the model. It's a uh, like a $40 Infinity model that you ended up walking away with. Um, so, yeah, the whole class was totally worth it. Hmm. Um, learned how to clean my airbrush a little better and, and learned how to how to use an airbrush at that, at that level. So I really do want a really nice airbrush. Um, unfortunately, I still don't have one. I just picked up a... I just picked up the Soter um, from Badger, which is their best brush. It's still a sub hundred dollar airbrush, um, which, uh, but it should be better than what I have um, right now. And I didn't want to drop the, <laughs> I didn't want to drop the three hundred dollars to buy a really really nice Oof, airbrush. That's like a big difference. In that class. <laughs> but yeah, there's a huge difference. The, the the finite line that you were able to get with that that brush was much different. You've seen like with the air like I can get Yeah, I'm of, impressed with about an eight inch eighth inch what line you have already, with, yeah. with my with my Patriot one oh five right now. Mm-hmm. Um so that's gonna be interesting. at some point I'll get that. Uh, I'll get a nice brush and then uh a really really nice brush. And then uh I took a I took a weathering class. 
And then he also used an airbrush heavily in that class. Oh, yeah? But, oh, my goodness, painting vehicles. Like, I'm going to do my winter whitewash just changed entirely. <laughs> my change, um, how I'm going to do, like, like how you use salt weathering and some using pigments, how I use pigments, all of it. He was the guy that owns Secret Weapon mini, oh, okay. Secret Weapon Miniatures. Yeah, people like their yeah. weathering stuff. Yeah, they're, that like weathering the stuff, the, yeah. the pigments are really nice. But now I know how to use them much better. And I just all sorts of, and he didn't, it wasn't a class to teach you how to use his, t- his techniques. In fact, he spent very little time on pigments or wa- and no, no time at all on washes. Hmm. Um, so, uh, but it was a very good class on, uh, and I learned a lot and I'm, I'm really excited now to paint up. I actually picked up another T-34 for my Soviets just to, just to have an extra like one to do winter whitewashing on. Um, four T-34s. Yep. Yeah. Uh, three, three seventy sixes though. You need three three of the same type of tank in your command group to For get it up to get the enhanced radio network if you're going to play tank war. So, and um, that kind of leads me into uh, my Friday night, and I've got a couple things I'll go back to um, in the vendor hall. Actually, one thing I want to go back to in the vendor hall during the day, but I want to go to my Friday night here to try and kind of transition this. My Friday night, I did a Battle of Kursk game. Yep, which was a pretty much a tank war game. Hmm. Um, I've never seen so many T-34s or tires on the table <laughs> at once. There must have been, and the one guy had like nine or ten T-34s. Wow. All 76s, not, no, no 85s because we've been, you know, for the historical theming of the mm-hmm. game. There How- must have been 15, 20 T-34s available to us. We ended up, we didn't use that many, but we had like eight <laughs> or nine or ten on the table at one time, I think. How did that game work out exactly? Um, we used a really huge table too, so it was almost a six foot wide table by about ten feet long. Wow! Um, so huge table, you could barely reach. You couldn't reach all the <laughs> way across it. You, you could, you know, get about four feet, and then you have to go around the table. We had uh, two objectives we had to kind of control, and if the Rus- or if the Germans got within, because uh, I was playing on Team Russian, obviously, if the Germans got within. With within X or something like that at the end of seven or eight or nine turns or something like that, or there were like three different win conditions for the Germans, and all we had to do was try to keep the Germans from getting to any of those, and we won. So the one thing we did find is that it ended up playing out a lot longer, and we were doing like double order dice at a time. Oh yeah, but it did play longer, and we did, it took a while to get started. We had people that were supposed to be in it, but they dropped because they played in the team tournament and were tired and whatever. Hmm. So we ended up being it was ended up being like a two on three, with two German players surprisingly against three Russian players. Yeah, with one of the German players being a guy that was supposed to play on the team Soviet side. Yikes! So that was that was interesting and different, but yeah, like <clears throat> three tire tanks for the Germans plus a Panzer IV plus a few other things. It's just like that that spot. There was like this huge open like field section, kind of with a bunch <laughs> of destroyed T thirty fours in the center of the table, <laughs> and then these three tigers just pulled up, and you're like, okay, well that's why all those destroyed T thirty fours are laying there on the table. You see the swath of T thirty fours just go up. Oh, we're going over here. We're <laughs> <for> this cover. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool with that many tigers. Yeah, it was it was a really fun game and really different, like completely different, like. That's the way tank wars should be played. And and ranges actually, because that table was so big, ranges actually got to be important. Like, Hmm. I went to go fire my medium mortar, and I'm like, oh, wait, that's out of range. (laughs) You know? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I've never played a tanks wars game, but it almost seems like you kind of show up on the table and just kind of 
shoot at each other until somebody dies on a on a four foot on a four foot wide table i think that's probably more more the case yeah unless you have a lot of terrain and stuff and where then maneuvering and stuff Mm -hmm. comes into play um but on a table that size it really worked out really 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 well sounds like it'd be pretty fun i had a lot of fun it was really good and surprise and and thankfully i have a lot of American armor now, so I'm gonna have I think four normal Shermans and Yikes. and uh, an 88 or whatever the uh, not the 88 the uh, um, seven, uh, Sherman with a 76 mil I've got, and then I've got mm-hmm. a a Stewart and a Greyhound. So tank wars, you don't even have to buy an army; you just <laughs> borrow mine and throw in your scout car, yeah, and your truck. Yep, because you have to have some transports for that infantry that you have to take. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. So my last thing I kind of wanted to touch on uh, from my Adepticon experience was Infinity. So I got to play a demo. I picked up Operation Ice Storm back at Gen Con, and I've been kind of fiddling with it, painting a model here or there. So I hooked up. Grant Fetter was in the Infinity demo, in an Infinity uh, uh, booth, and he was doing Infinity demos. And I'm sitting there talking, and I'm like, I'm like, I haven't played a game of this yet, but I picked up Operation Ice Storm. Like, I'm asking him, like, what do you think I should buy next? And uh, they didn't have, like, extra... They only had, like, starter, starter kits there, so mm-hmm. I couldn't... And then terrain in the Infinity booths. You couldn't buy, like, the normal models and stuff. They didn't bring it over with them. Grant's like, you know, have you even played? I'm like, no, I haven't played. Well, let's come over here and do a demo. And uh, the D20 or the D20 mechanic that they were, that it uses, the way models, you have orders that you can... And then, basically, your order is an activation of a model, and you can activate a model multiple times in a turn and stuff yep. for greater effect. And the way the D20 rolls worked and the opposed rolls worked, the fact that you're constantly doing something, even if it's not your turn, you're constantly doing something. You're constantly doing AROs, which is automatic reactive orders, hmm. reaction orders. So you're auto, you're always doing something. You shoot, dodge, move, well, all sorts of cool stuff. I mean, it was just the very basic rules. And it was just, you. he had three guys, I had three guys, or basically exactly the same three guys. And, of course, I'm, I know he threw it through th- some things, did some things you would never do in Infinity <laughs> because, you know, he's trying to make sure I have a good, fun, you know, game. But, yeah, I was definitely kind of excited. I was definitely came back and I was much more excited to work on my pan, pan Oceania, uh, my panels uh, for Infinity. So now I'm up to almost all three of my... Operation Ice Storm Fusiliers are, are painted, and then I went and ordered some bases from Secret Weapon Miniatures uh, <laughs> to... Uh, they're not even a sponsor, and I've called them out twice now. <laughs> and uh, I, I, So I ordered some bases so I could base up the infantry from the Nomads that come with Operation Ice Storm. And then I was thinking at some point, hopefully, I'll find somebody else here in Madison that'll actually try it with me. I won't, I figured I I figured at the very least I'll sucker you into into <laughs> at least playing the little three man demo so that you can see the mechanic. Yeah, I could probably um, play a demo. I looked at some of the models and stuff, and none of them really grabbed me for any particular reason. It was the same but. thing for Bolt Action. Here, try <laughs> a demo. Finally, I got you to try a demo, and you're like, "Dang, this game is good." That is exactly what happened. <laughs> Next thing you know, and this one, and, and talk about another game that's relatively inexpensive. Oh, yeah. You know, like a starter box for a faction is going to run you like 50 bucks. It's like eight, eight, you know, six, seven models. And then you turn around and you buy like another box or two and you've got about $100. All the rules are online for free. Yeah, I've kind of looked through them a couple times. So, but. but the rules are daunting. Like you, I printed That's out the rule book. Like what kind of turned person. me off too a little bit. It just seemed, yeah, like a lot and complicated. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, but the... But the basic rules, like the Operation Ice Storm has like six scenarios. It takes you all through like learning the basic rules and how the game works and stuff. Hmm. 
you know, I think that's that's a good way to kind of get get exposed to it more. And I want to see if I can find somebody here in Madison that plays, and and hopefully I'm going to get involved with some more kind of just introductory infinity events. And and I know I don't want to play the game necessarily competitively or look for tournaments. Um, Bolt action is right now my main game. Sure, um, but I'm definitely. I'm definitely intrigued. It, it was a lot of fun just playing the demo. Like it was, inst- you know, it did not take long to pick up the mechanic or pick up how things work and start making tactical decisions mm-hmm. and, and being able to actually play. Feel like I was playing the game rather than learning rules. So really, really, really had a good time. And and the paint style is so much different than painting like bolt action figures, which is yeah. what I'm pretty much painting otherwise right now. Um, that it's kind of refreshing to paint up something bright and colorful and and use some of those painting techniques that I learned when I was painting, you know, high-level painting uh, Warhammer figs that I know no longer paint. <laughs> so that I think that pretty much gets me through Adepticon and all the stuff I did at Adepticon. You talked about X-Wing. Yep. We talked about the team tournament at Black Dog. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, that's about all I got. All right, well, let's go ahead then and just wrap this thing up. Again, this is, uh, I don't know, I don't know how many episodes of Wisco Dice this is. Not sure. <laughs> uh, Lost Track has been a while since we recorded, but it's good to be recording again, getting another episode out, and uh, we'll go ahead and talk to you guys next time. Make sure you check us out on our website at wiscodice.com. What's that website address? Wiscodice.com. What's that? Wiscodice.com. Yep, go ahead and check us out at the website. You can email us at hosts at wiscodice.com. Catch us on Facebook, Twitter, or even at Google+. We're all over the place. Next time next time you have an opportunity, look us up. Check us out. We have all sorts of articles and stuff up on the blog, things we're doing. Go ahead. We love it. We love hearing your feedback as well. So, mm-hmm. anyways, till next time, folks. Adios, amigos. Peace out. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-